keep going. Do not give up. Every deal is different. Every deal brings its own sets of headaches. There's going to be times that you're going to think, you know, a nine to five may be a little easier, but just keep getting at it. Best ever listeners, do you want to make more money on your real estate projects? Well, I'm guessing that I'm hearing you say, oh yeah, baby. (laughs) Well, guess what, my friends? Today's best ever sponsor, Fund That Flip, is working with well, one of our previous best ever guests who has the most po- one of the most popular episodes, Jay Scott. If you aren't familiar with this episode, then go check that out, episode 217. If you are, because you're a loyal best ever listener, then you know that he knows how the heck to both analyze deals, especially flips, how to optimize the profits on those flips, and how to look at the market. Because of that, Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has worked with him and put together a guide that is the seven tips to increase your real estate profits in today's market. Go check that out. Go get that guide. I've read through it myself. I've learned a lot of things from it, from how to analyze the market cycles, as well as how to optimize profits and not lose money or mitigate your risk for losing money on your deals. Go check it out, fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. You're going to learn the tools to better understand your local market and position your business for success. You're going to know how to analyze the real estate cycle and how to use short-term investing to capitalize on the market cycle and seven concrete actionable tips to make more money on your deals. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We don't get into the fluffy stuff. We cut it out and we only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. With us today, we got Saj Babu. How are you doing, Saj? Good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Nice to meet you. Looking forward to our conversation. A little bit about Saj. He is the co-founder at Zylo Realty, which is a real estate investment company. He began wholesaling in 2012, working with hedge funds to acquire properties. I'm going to be interested to talk to him about that. He is currently doing fix and flips. He has completed five this year, and he's got four of them in the works right now. He is based in Dallas, Texas, my old stomping ground. I was just there last weekend. And you can say hi to him at his company website, which is in the show notes page. You can just click through right there. That being said, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thanks for having me on, Joe, and love your podcast and great resource for any investor out there. A little bit about myself, how I got into it is I started wholesaling at 2012 at a time in my life where I was just like, you know what, I need a good amount of cash at one time instead of getting a paycheck every two weeks. So I started researching real estate, loved real estate growing up and fell upon this concept of wholesaling where I need to use any of my money and just try to find A and C, me being the B person. So A, B and C when you're looking at it that way. So first couple of months was a lot of researching and then eventually I had to go in and just get it done and do it by talking to homeowners and sellers. 
My first deal didn't really go the way I wanted it to go. To be honest with you, I just getting out there and getting my feet wet. It was actually a really solid deal where I could have made $5,000, but I, I couldn't make it work, mainly because I couldn't find the buyer and it kind of slipped through my fingers. This lady, it's $130,000 property. She threw out a number of $70,000. She did all the updates. It was a house that was uh, given to kids and I was talking, talking to the daughter and needed about maybe, now that I look back, maybe $10,000 worth of work and I could have wholesaled it easily for five or 10K to a uh, rehabber at the time, but fell through my fingers, started working on my next deal. And uh, it fell through because you didn't have the buyer's list? I, I didn't have the buyer's list together. I didn't know how to advertise the house. I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to look at the rehab numbers. Literally, I drive by that house every now and then. It's in a suburb called Garland in the DFW market where I grew up. And I, I drive by it every now and then just to remind myself, yep, that's about five or $10,000 that you let slip. <laughs> but it was a great learning experience, to say the least. I really enjoyed the process. But yeah, that's, that's why I, I just couldn't find a buyer at that time. So I started working on my next deal, started advertising that. And then I also threw up some bandit signs trying to get some sellers. During that process, someone from that works with the hedge funds, a the way the hedge funds uh, work out here, and I guess all across the nation, is some hedge funds have representatives in the markets looking for property for them. The majority of hedge funds have real estate brokers out there who have agents underneath them that are looking for properties out them. And one of the reasons hedge funds like that approach is because those brokers are considered to be experts in that local market. Instead of coming in and trying to learn that market, which areas are good to rent, which areas are not which areas you want to stay away from. They hire these brokers and give them broker commission, agent commission, and purchase uh, properties that way. So one of the agents that were working for one of these brokerages in town saw one of my bandit signs, set up a meeting with me, and we discussed me sending him my wholesale deals. And I started to do that in the very beginning. And then eventually they asked me, why don't you come to our brokerage and take a look at what we do? And so I went out there, saw that how they analyze properties, and it just kind of took off from there as far as education and knowledge concerning how to evaluate a deal, how to evaluate a property rehab budget. My time with them was just amazing time for my career. Just the analyzing the deal and what areas are great to rent and what areas are not just in this local market was just amazing, amazing for me. The next piece was the rehab portion, how to evaluate rehab amounts, because the natural thing that is given to a wholesaler is you're just supposed to put 10 or $15 per square foot of the house and slot that as your rehab cost. That's just a safe bet. Well, there's, I mean, let's just be honest, the more accurate a wholesaler is to their rehab amount, the more valuable they're going to be out in the market for buyers, the more legitimate their product is going to be, the wholesaler's product, that is. So analyzing a rehab uh, amount, knowing how much paint is going to cost at retail value, how much flooring is going to cost a retail value, how much a total gut job is going to cost a retail value with decent contractor pricing is an experience I received from the hedge funds hanging out with their contractors that I incorporate right now in my business today. Mm. So, yeah. Did they fund your deals? Did they buy them? Yeah. Really what this is the process that occurred is we find the property for them. 
and then we take it to them. They have their analyst on their end to just verify our information that we provide for them. And then we go back and forth with their analyst if we need to. If everyone's on the same page, then we just move on to the next process. But we find a deal, we bring it to them, and we tell them this is how much work that needs to be done. After we get the property under contract, they then go out to the property and during the inspection period, the majority of hedge funds do require a inspection period or option period. We go out there, we take a look at the property. I don't necessarily need to be out there. It's, a, it's just really my choice. I just give them entry into the house. I usually do just to you know, gain more knowledge, hang out with their contractors more, just to see what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. Just kind of hanging out with them to set myself up for the mm-hmm. future. So they tell me exactly what they're going to do. The the way every hedge fund I've worked with works is they rehab a property to receive the highest dollar value in that subdivision or that quarter mile radius. They don't go in there and just slap some paint on, throw some flooring and just call it a day and just afford an $1,100 area of rent you can receive. We just want $1,050. No, no, they want $1,100 or $1,125 or $1,150. They want to be the highest dollar value rent they could get in that area. And that's how much they rehab. They put a little bit more work into it, knowing that this asset's gonna bring them some value down the line. They look over the numbers, they see if my numbers are accurate as far as the rehab numbers that I estimated. At the very beginning, it was not accurate at all. There's a lot of learning curve there with them. And then finally, I got to see what they're actually looking for. And we got our numbers more accurate down the line. What was the difference between your numbers and how they were running them? Just me coming in a very amateur level, there was a big learning curve because I'm really going by the square footage and what I know as a wholesaler is you know, 10 to $15 per square foot. And then not knowing you know, how much the uh, actual bids actual cost, like the flooring, for instance, or the painting. It was really, you would think there would be a huge, with the brokers that I was a part of, a huge training process. It was really more the technical, where to input it, because they're running things on Salesforce, and I have to learn how to just input where to put things, how to input them for their analysts to view things that I'm inputting. But as far as the mindset of how I came up with the dollar value, it's more learning out on the field. And in the very beginning, they want us to talk to their analysts a lot more just to understand how and exactly what they're looking for. That was probably the biggest learning curve is just trying to figure out the value of how much things are going to cost within a rehab. Have you worked with cash buyers that aren't hedge funds? Yes. Pros and cons between the two. Okay. Hedge funds are extremely quick and the pros for them are they're extremely quick. They have a process down and they don't really leave that process. So you can get in and expect what you're going to get. Cons for working with the hedge funds is they were really buying a lot of houses. I know one hedge fund in particular in Dallas-Fort Worth alone, they have 3,000 homes that they have purchased when the whole 2008 financial crisis happened. That hedge fund is no longer buying right now. They're just managing their current rentals, but they're not buying in this market right now. The cons are is the fact that some of these hedge funds will stop buying mainly just to acquire more cash from whatever outlet they're acquiring it from. And that takes a while. There's a lot of red tape there. So you're, you're kind of frozen from buying for lead up to weeks to two to three months for a particular one hedge fund. 
are you able to sell your deals to other people or do you have an exclusive agreement with them? You could sell your deals to other people at that point. They do want you to continue bringing them deals. They kind of work you, I'm just going to be uh, honest with you, they kind of work you like a sweatshop. They want you to keep bringing them deals. They don't really tell you when it's turned off. When they don't have money, quote unquote, they are not as communicative with you. They still want you to bring you deals, but they can't close them and the process kind of freezes in the meantime. They tell you we, we can't buy right now if we're turned back on on this date. We come back to them on that date and they tell us that we can't buy right now either. We'll tell you when we're ready to buy, but just keep sending us deals in the meantime. They never want to turn off that switch on that end as far as receiving deals, but the moment that that engine does turn on, that engine is roaring. <laughs> uh, they're buying deals that any cash buyer out there just wouldn't be able to keep up with them. I had a wholesale deal with me right now that I was going to rehab, but I want to kind of stay away from that suburb and just focus on the areas that I'm rehabbing right now. And, and I sent them, it was a $98,000 asking price and they are coming back at me at 108. So they pay a lot more for their houses and they pay close to what the house is actually worth. So that's one of the pros for working for them, but they're unstable in my opinion, especially the market where it's really hot right now in DFW because all the business is coming in. I don't anticipate it staying this way forever, but whenever they are buying, they're buying, but when they're not, they're not. Yeah. There's really not the long-term relationship with them because they're employees. Correct. They're, they're in and out. Whereas if you have some cash buyers that are local, that's slow and steady. But with hedge funds, it's a feeding frenzy whenever they're hungry. Yes, they are. And so with cash buyers, like you just mentioned that if you have some reliable cash buyers that want to buy X amount of rental properties a day in my community, I'm 31 years old. And so this is the time where my network is, uh, they've had a career job for a while. Now they're ready to buy some other investments other than their 401k. That's when I go in after a network that I went to college with. And those are some people that I can trust. I'm just setting those folks up. They really don't know anything about buying real estate as far as a wholesale deal. So you can't really go to a traditional 30-year fixed mortgage who will acknowledge wholesaler. So I got to find lenders locally that will acknowledge wholesalers for them. Some of them, if the deal is sweet enough, they'll do hard money. It's a lot of a learning curve for them because they've never done this before. So it's, it takes a, some time out of my hands to do that. It's a little slower. If you have a big enough buyer's list, big enough network, I feel like you could do the same thing right. that the hedge funds can offer. It may take a little bit more work on the wholesaler's end though. Saj, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Keep going. Do not give up. Every deal is different. Every deal brings its own sets of headaches. There's going to be times that you're going to think, you know, a nine to five may be a little easier, but just keep getting at it. Just keep going. Build your leads. Start investing into marketing. Just keep marketing. Do massive amount of marketing. What's the number one way that you build your seller list? Network events. There's investors out there looking for wholesalers. And the good ones are in the search of wholesalers. So networking events is the best way, in my opinion, to meet other investors who can uh, introduce you to other investors. 
just there's so many out there, especially if you're in a really big market, DFW, Atlanta, Houston, those type of markets, there are network events. Meetup.com is a great tool where you can find those events as well. Awesome. And if there aren't any, then go create one. Even right. if there are some, then still go create one. That's the first thing I did when I moved to Cincinnati. I now have at least one investor relationship, two actually, one directly from a relationship I've built and gotten to know the investor and his family from really the meetup, and then two, someone who attends the meetup, he in- introduced me to someone else, and that person's invested in a couple of my deals, and it's all because I created a meetup as soon as I moved to a city, so if, if there's not some, then then go ahead and create them. Some people feel like they don't have that type of network or if you're in a market where you feel like you can't create a network group, you have social media. Just start posting things on social media. You'll be surprised of how many people approach you. I have folks from Chicago investing into Dallas right now. So utilize your social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. Just use it all just to put yourself out there and claim yourself as the real estate guy in that market. That's a great way of networking as well that's worked for me. Yes. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes. All right, first a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties? If so, then go check out hipsterinvestments.com. Ali Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's a aesthetically pleasing website, and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that, though, Ali has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com. Best ever book you've read? Wow. Uh, the traditional is The Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm going to go a little different. I would say The One Thing by Gary, Jay Keller. Pa- uh, Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. That book has really changed my business and my life the way I'm doing things right now. So I would highly, highly recommend that. Best ever listeners, we've had Jay Papazon on this podcast before, episode 212, so go listen to that after this one's done. Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it? I would say my failures are the biggest learning experience. I had a house that I was rehabbing. There had some foundation issues. And uh, I fixed the foundation, but still, I went cheap on the foundation company. That uh, They're not really reputable. It wasn't that much more to get the correct foundation company. Best thing I learned out of that is I should have just gone with a reputable contractor for the foundation side. So don't always go cheap. There's times where you need to just get good experience and just pay for it. Pay the dollar amount that they're asking and get in and get out as fast as you can as far as a rehab project. So failures, I love them. But they come with a little uh, sting, but Absolutely. I do love them. Yeah. Be- best ever deal you've done? Um, best ever deal I've done was sitting on my butt, not doing much, but someone wanted to co wholesale with me on a house in California. So I'm sitting here in Dallas. I had the buyer out here in Dallas. The buyer was interested, and so I restructured a deal, and that was a Easiest 17000 I made. Best ever way you like to give back? Sharing your knowledge with anyone and everyone. Just don't hold back. There's enough deals for anyone and everyone out there. And if those 
that came before me did not help me in the very beginning, I don't think I would be here today. So that's just going out and just uh, whatever you're learning, teach someone else. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Instagram, I would say, is a good place to reach me at. And then also, if you go to my website, xylorealty.com, you can reach me there as well. Absolutely. And you will, when you click over to his website, you will be treated to some before and after pictures of a kitchen. The before is something out of a horror movie, and the after is something from a Class A apartment or a wonderful-looking house. I recommend going to check that out. I've been admiring the, the contrast on your website while we've been talking Thank you again, Saj, for being on the show. Really enjoyed learning the pros and cons of partnering with hedge funds as a wholesaler, as well as the number one way to build your buyer's list, according to you, is to do networking events. And if you are living in a remote area or if you want to create your own, which you should, then leverage social media as you've been doing and make it happen because you're getting connected with people from all over and even on that best ever deal with the house in California where you co-wholesaled and made 17k that's a nice chunk of change for co-wholesaling something that you didn't find but you had the buyer so really thank you for your insight your time today hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon thanks Joe are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties if so then go check out hipsterinvestments.com Ali Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's a aesthetically pleasing website, and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that, though, Ali has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com.